Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello everyone and welcome. We're back. We are back, Darren. We are. Uh, we've been away for a couple of weeks and uh, to the disappointment of Fumble fans, we are finally back. Now, the reason why we've been away is because I have been hideously poorly. Now, when I say hideously poorly, that's not a kind of excuse. I have been really sick. I was in Marrakesh and got the hot sweats a couple of weeks ago after the Formula E racing, or before the Formula E racing. And I knew I was poorly when I was walking. That's it. You may as well cover yourself up, Darren. You don't want it. Trust me. You're looking right at me. I know. It's not far for the germs to go. Well, I'm just hoping that this 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 mic muff cover uh, prevents all the germs from flying over the table to you. I knew I was sick when I did the grid walk at Formula E. So we're in Marrakesh. All the cars are lined up. And we went live for 10 minutes where you walk down the grid, interview a few of the drivers, the dignitaries, this, that and the other. And as soon as I started talking everything started to move. Did it? It was like a scene out of the Beatles' Yellow Submarine video. Wow. It was horrible. And then everyone that we'd planned to interview disappeared, vanished. So I've got this hideous fever, everything's moving, and I've got no one to talk to, but I've got 10 minutes to fill. It was one of the most excruciating... Painful moments of my broadcasting career. But, Darren, I got through it. You did, and that's what—that's the mark of the man. The I fact that you it. got through it and came out the other side. You've not mentioned it since you've been <laughs> ill, you've not, which is great as well. The reason I've not mentioned it is because I've just been horizontal for two weeks. I've had two doses of antibiotics. I've had bronchitis. I've had the flu. I've had the most hideous fever. Darren, you're going to contract it. There's no old bars. No, no, there's no doubt. About what I will say, though, because one or two of the, of the loyal listeners to the fumble... I've had a bit of a pop. You've disappeared for the playoffs. But we can only apologise. The big man's not been well. And no. we wanted to do the podcast. Vernon tried both weeks to, to make it. Couldn't do it. So for those blighters <laughs> that have stuck a one-star review up, because apparently we've quit by the playoffs. Take it down! Take it down! He's not been very well. No, it's been the flu. He's a Marrakesh man flu, whatever well, it is. I'll tell you what. The doctor at Formula E, so the FIA, they have a, a resident... Doctor at all the races. The Formula right. One, any race that they put on, they have a doctor. And the doctor at the Formula E is a French fella, lovely guy who quickly sat me down. He could tell I wasn't well. I was a bit pasty. Had a temperature through the ceiling. Tonsils were like two mitre size fives. 
hideous. It turns out the doctor at uh, Formula E, he was the guy who identified Osama bin Laden's body. Seriously? Yeah. And he said to you... You're ill. <laughs> he said to you, he looked better than you when we found him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Wow, yeah. OK. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, crackers. It's crazy. The people crazy. you meet in so Marrakesh. We, we apologise. Vern's not been well, but we are back for the Super Bowl. And the best news is that we're going to be back, hopefully, for the draft. We're going to be back pre-season and we're going to be on all the way through. We've really got to get this rolling. So we apologise we've not been here, but there is a, a really good reason. But we've got a really important thing to talk about today. All the season has been about this. Here we go. Super Bowl 52. The defending champion, New England Patriots, Brady and Belichick, back again against Philadelphia, who, I'll be honest with you, I said one and done. Carson Wentz, with him, Super Bowl team. We talked Without about it. Without him, bang. I asked you... And I put it forward to Fumble fans. Yeah. I said, are the Eagles one and done? Yeah. And everyone, let's be honest, the yeah. majority said yeah. Absolutely. I- Carson Wentz is gone. There's no way that Nick Foles can carry this team to the Super Bowl. How wrong we were. We are normally at this stage of the season talking about magnificent coaching jobs being done by Belichick. That he's got through the AFC Championship game and he's managed to slow down a team and taken the, the main threat away and all that kind of thing. I think this year we've got to talk about the magnificent coaching job that Doug Peterson, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, has done. The defence has played exceptionally well all season, continued it through the playoffs. But the fact that he's been able to put a game plan together in both playoff wins against Atlanta and against Minnesota that enabled Nick Foles to perform as well as he has, I think he deserves a ton of credit. And, And we talked earlier in the season, who's going to be the next Belichick-Brady partnership. And I think I said Sean McVay and Jared Goff. Might well be Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz because if he can do this in the playoffs with Nick Foles, just imagine how good they're going to be when they get their most important player back and fit for the start of next season. Well, one thing that they haven't done is panic. Yeah. They haven't panicked. They've said, look, our starting quarterback, our stud of the team has gone down. We get that. But we've got this guy who's been with the team for a couple of years. He knows the offence. In fact... He taught Carson Wentz the majority of the offense and how to play it. So when you've got a quarterback like that who just needs tickling, just a little bit of confidence to step up, they've not changed much, you know, because we talked about it earlier on before we started recording. That Philadelphia Eagles team is pretty loaded. Yeah. Two great running backs yep. in the Garrett Blunt, who you can just say, right, there you go, all day, run the ball, wear them down. We'll just go with it. They've got Jay Ajayi, who they brought in for this particular reason, a long playoff run, and it's worked. They've got great receivers. How divided were your loyalties during the AFC Championship game? Because you're a huge fan of the Jags, massive supporter of Shad Khan and all the the, the team in Jacksonville, the players as well. Tony Baselli is a friend of the podcast. We've got friends on that team. Yeah. But you have been so clear in your loyalty to Tom Brady, your man crush, your love, <laughs> the relationship that you wish you had. Godfather to the children exactly. without you knowing it. Exactly, they don't know yet. So how did you feel when you've got Jacksonville with the lead and Brady with the ball? Are you cheering for the Jags to stop him or Brady to do it? Where were you? I'll be brutally honest. I was in bed. I was horizontal. <laughs> I was watching on Sky Go. Right. Right. I was really poorly. But the fact that the Jags were doing well really gave me an extra 10% energy boost. And I sat upright for the first time in 10 days when uh, the pass interference call 
was called on the Jags. Yeah. And I, because you know, I hate pass interference. Oh. I hate helmet to helmet contact. It does my head in. I think, I think the way that the offense got away with it and defenders can't defend is a disgrace and it needs to be assessed. But I know that safety first yes. in the NFL is a key. Uh, many thanks to our defensive back, Vernon Kay, yeah. for that assessment of yeah. pass interference in the NFL. But those two calls were vital. They those were. two calls were ridiculous. But also, was it third and 18? <clears throat> The third and eighteen. Oh calls, yes, where, yes. Where Blake Bortles, you can't put Blake Bortles no. under that much pressure. And I really, 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 really wanted the Jags to win. I was so disappointed that our London Jags didn't get into the Super. Bowl. I was disappointed for the franchise. I was disappointed because of their commitment to London, and we won't get to see a Super Bowl uh, winning Jags in London play against the Eagles, which would have yeah. been amazing. Uh, but, 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 but. Tom Brady, Belichick, and the whole of the Patriots sideline did what we expected them to do. Were when, you worried when, when the Patriots were down? I wasn't. No, I thought they, no. they're not they were gonna, never they're down by enough. They were never down by by enough no. for it to be a factor. I was conflicted because I love the big occasions to be between superstars. So the World Cup final, I want Germany v Brazil. Yeah. You know, the FA Cup final, I want. Man United against Liverpool or whatever it is. I'm a big... I love the superstars meeting the superstars on the biggest stage. Yeah, get that. So I'm kind of looking at the Super Bowl at one stage and I'm thinking, hang on a minute. We we could potentially have Jacksonville versus Philadelphia. Mm. How on earth do you sell that? I mean, I, you, I think you need the big guys in there. Yeah. So I was kind of pulling for Brady to be there because... There's a story there. There's now. a story there and, and, and it's kind of a superstar in there. And if Philadelphia win now... It's a memorable Super Bowl because they were one of the teams that slowed Brady down. Those Giants teams that beat Brady weren't necessarily superstar-laden teams, but they got the job done and won it. And now we remember those Super Bowls as they've got their own little place in history. They are. And we could have another one here now with Philadelphia if they can do it. But to to have Brady and Belichick back in, even though I wanted the Jags to be there for us, and they did too, I'm quite happy that, that the Patriots have made it. And everybody's screaming into their... On the tube now, shouting at the phone. Oh, we don't want them in a game. There's so much hate for the Patriots. There's so much hate for Tom Brady. How can you hate a player who has reached the pinnacle of the game? There is no other. I mean, Peyton Manning fans are going to bombard us with tweets because he's successful. That's why they hate him. But you can sit down because Brady has now proven that he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Listen, that that argument this week. I've seen it on social media this week. The argument this week in America is different. The argument now is in America, in their eyes. Is he the greatest athlete oh, of all time? That's what they're behave. saying now. Behave. That's the question now. Behave. So he's gone in their minds behave. to an entire... No, I'm only saying what they're saying. He's not an athlete. I... Of course he's an athlete. Have you seen him run? He's an athlete. Uh, athlete, yes. Physical athlete, he's I would athlete. disagree. All right, I get it. I get it. it depends how you define an athlete, but Tom Brady, He to does me... more for... His... The, the, the only thing you're saying is he can't run. The rest of it, he does to an elite level. He looks after his body and does more <laughs> af- to, to make sure he's as athletically sound as he can be. Yeah, I get that. I get as that. as I, probably any athlete I, in the I world. I'm not going to put the big man down. I think but, you just but, have. But when you, to me, a definition of an athlete is someone like a 100-metre sprinter. To me, that's an athlete. A definition of physical sport. Well, no, they compete in athletics. I mean, every sports person is an athlete. No, I know. I know Phil what you're Taylor's saying. an athlete. Let's wind it back a bit, shall we? <laughs> all I'm saying is that's Phil the Phil Taylor's got a fantastic right forearm. <laughs> all I'm saying is that, all joking aside, that's the question right. that they're now asking. Let's step away from 
Define an athlete right. for me, okay. shall we? Let's Steve talk Davis, a... ultimate athlete. athlete of the 80s. Of course he is. Look, look how long he's on his feet for. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where have we taken this? Jockey Wilson. I mean, come on. Um, let, let's get back to the Super Bowl in a minute because we've got a ton of stuff to let, do on let, that. Let, let's get your tweet. Define an athlete. An athlete. Yeah. All right. And who, in your eyes, is the ultimate sporting athlete? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Jockey Wilson? Tiger is Woods. Steve Davis? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. You'd say Tiger Woods. I would say Tiger Woods to me is a better athlete than Tom Brady. Would you? Yeah. Can you imagine what would happen to Tiger Woods if he got hit by Reggie White without his golf clubs to defend him? Brady can take that. Tiger Woods oh, you can't. See, this conversation is going in all directions. Oh, no, don't back off now. You don't no, like the response. No, I get it. But I would say that Tiger Woods is a great athlete. 18 holes of golf takes forever. Yeah, eighteen holes of golf taking forever, but yet being in the same frame of mind to be able to compete at that high level of golf competition. So mentally, Brady has all that other stuff to. Brady's to on the field well. for what eight minutes, but he's got to compute everything in the blink of an eye. Every play that unfolds, his intelligence and no, vision. No, I get that. I get which, that. Now Tiger has to think. I'm just, I'm around. just throwing it in the mix, darling. Yeah. I'm not anti Brady as an athlete. Well, I guess well, I am. I think, I think we might be finding. I guess I am. I but, think we might be finding one or two little. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It always makes me laugh when we see Tom Brady out of pads. That's why he looks better than most people. Well, if you'd look at his draft picture, right? Well, when he's, he's in his yeah, that, that, that wasn't very good. Hideous. But he's better now. Hideous. He's better now. Yeah. Marginally. Marginally. But he's oh, not I'd ripped. He's not got a six pack. He's not got bulging shoulders. He's no. not got big biceps. No. He's not got quads. He wears. But two... then again, nor has Mo Farah. And you'd say he's an elite athlete, but he's not got bulging biceps and all that. He's a little thin guy who can run 10,000 metres better than anybody I've ever seen. He's running, though, isn't it? But you've just said it defined an athlete's 100 metre runner. I know, but. More Farad. Oh. I'm, go- I'm digging myself into a pit. I tell you what we're doing. We're getting it's back. The antibiotics. To- we're getting back to Steve Davis. That's what <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get this off. Is, this was an argument that I didn't plan for. No, which is good. And I'm high as a kite. I know. On oxycillin and whatever it it's is. called. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So let- I'll you tell should... you what. I'll tell you what. Let's let's do an off-season special. Go on then. Right. Uh, we'll do an off-season greatest athletes to ever play. Football and let's get the doctor from Marrakesh to weigh in because he'd know what an athlete is. Oh, he's he was phenomenal. He know. Do you know what was phenomenal about that doctor? Yeah, the fact that he went to a special bag and give me some pills. Well, Mister Tumble's have... got one of them. Uh, yeah, but he had a Mister Tumble times two bag. Did he? Yeah, You're and right. I have no idea what he gave me, but within an hour, I had a big bound in my stride. <laughs> and you wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the London games before we focus on the Super Bowl because. When you were ill, we didn't get the chance to do this. Three games this year. The game at Tottenham is the Seahawks and the Raiders, mm-hmm. which is an old AFC West, I think it was, matchup. Dave Craig in the Kingdom and all yeah. that. Bo Jackson against Brian Bosworth and all that kind of thing from days gone by. We've got Jags Eagles, which was a whisker away from being this year's Super Bowl. And we've got the Chargers against the Titans. The Titans in the playoffs and the Chargers would have been had they had a field goal kicker for the first three weeks who could notch it from 30 yards and beyond. So the games are good. There are only three of them. When you saw the announcement, the numbers, the teams, what did you think? I thought that's a great lineup of games. For the Spurs, brand new Spurs stadium, uh, it's been partly funded by the NFL, Seahawks Raiders, two great rivals, two great teams. John Gruden's going to come to London, which I think is a treat. Let's see what he can do. We'll, we will be one of the first 
sets of fans to see him in action, which I think is pretty special. Superb. Uh, we get to see Pete Carroll and that dynasty that he's trying to create there at Seahawks. You know, they've been to two Super Bowls in the past, what, is it eight years now? Eight years since they were in New York against Denver? Yes. Something like that, yeah. Maybe uh, a bit less, maybe, so I think maybe those, five. Those two teams are really special. Uh, the Eagles are the Eagles. They attended the Super Bowl. Massive tick for uh, NFL UK office to get the Eagles to come over. JJ is going to come over yep. again. The Jags are now exciting. The Jags are excited. Let's see what they do in the draft. Will they bring in a quarterback? Will they go for Kirk Cousins? Who knows? Mm. Could be a completely different team. Could be an even more competitive team yeah. if they can keep hold of their defensive stars. And then Chargers are the Chargers. Philip Rivers will get to see another great quarterback in action. And then they, the Titans. They've are the got Titans. a ton of talent as well. Of San they Diego, have. haven't they? And, and, and the, the Titans are the play. You know, the Titans are in the playoffs. Do you know what struck me? Last year, we got a, a load of complaints that the teams were coming over and their records the previous year weren't very good. Mm. So we've not got good games. Now, I'm just going to throw in there for the doubters that when I last looked, neither the Raiders nor the Seahawks made the playoffs. <laughs> Yet nobody but nobody has a problem with that matchup because of the yeah. perception of exactly. those respective franchises. Because so, of what we believe those two teams to be. Yes. So what I would say is to the naysayers and the doubters, it doesn't always have to be teams with fantastic playoff records to come to London and entertain us. You've got a matchup there that every NFL fan will look forward to. Yet both of them have got a ton of questions to answer going into the season. And there is a possibility that both of them could be on the decline. Maybe we've seen the Seattle Seahawks window. Maybe they've got to rebuild again. So maybe they come and they're not that good. We look at the Raiders. Is Gruden going to be a good fit? You know, they were a team that was supposed to challenge for the AFC Championship this year, didn't make the playoffs. So there's a ton of questions there. But I think they're great. I think we're lucky. What about three games instead of four? Does that bother you? It doesn't bother me, that. It really doesn't. Because we've tried four. Yeah. And all the questions that four paused towards the NFL UK office have been answered. We can handle four. We've gone back to three with a great lineup. Two at Wembley. One at the new Spurs Stadium. It's not a problem. People are saying, oh, we've regressed. We've gone backwards. Why are we having three games? Hang on a minute. We had four games, which was a huge treat. Prior yeah. to that, we had three games and we were really happy. Let's not get greedy. We know the NFL has a plan for London. It definitely has a plan. Whether it's a franchise or a season ticket of eight games, the plan... Every, these are foundations for what the NFL wants in 10 years' time. I'm also speculating that I think there are only three teams now that haven't been. It's a very small number now. Packers. Texans. Texans. And I think there's another one. Off the top of my head, I can't quite think who it is. It's the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers. I think there's a... And I'm only speculating here. It looks to me as though there is a move to get all 32 to come at least once. Mm. So that would kind of indicate that 2019... The schedule may well include the Packers, the Texans, and the, the Panthers, Panthers, or all of them, if they can make that work. I I kind of agree with you, but I'm just d devastated as an NFL fan that I felt so privileged to be at four yeah, this year. I get that. I'm going to be devastated to only be at three. Well, we are because no, no, we're, we're basking in yeah. all the the glory that the NFL has brought you to go. London. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, it's only a personal thing. I want to be at as many games as I can. I'd love a season ticket somewhere yeah. where I could go every other week. You know, I, so I'm, I'm only, I'm not critical of the NFL office. I think, you know, all the NFL in, in, in general, I'm just gutted that we're not 
we've not got four because I'd like to see four. That's it's just a personal thing. And I'm glad there's I'm glad there's only one at the Spurs Stadium because logistically that's a nightmare for me. <laughs> is it? Yes. Yeah, well it's for everybody. Tottenham is a nightmare to get to. It really is. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We will. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And you can keep in touch with us throughout the off-season uh, at The Fumble on the old Twitter. Yes, absolutely. Shall we do a bit of pick six? Yeah. Go on, then. He's gone with a pick six. So I've got the first one to you, mate. Yep. Minnesota, here we come. <laughs> We're both going. Yep. Um, how are you going to get there, and what are your plans when you get there? Well, I was going to drive. Where, because I think It's a long I've, way. It's water, there's water. I've looked at a map. Yeah, and if you can get a ferry to Norway, yes, it's possible to go a little bit of Russia, right, all the way around the top. Okay, take it in the sights, the penguins. Right, is it polar bears? Well, possibly. Is it up? Are they up there or are they down? They're up down? there, I think. Are they, are they up I there? I think so. Right. Yeah, taking a bit of that, bit of fishing, right, through Canada, right, the Great Lakes, yes, Bosch into Minnesota. I leave tomorrow. Right. So that's like when they used to go and play the Ashes in Australia in the twenties, and they used to take about three weeks to get there. <laughs> Have a couple of practice matches on deck and then away we go. So no, I, I, I say that because a friend of mine used to play in NFL Europe. Right. And he used to play for a team uh, in Berlin. Uh-huh. And come end of season, all the guys were packing up their locker rooms. They were packing up their, their dorms where they'd been staying. And um, my English friend said to one of the players, oh, are you going to take your stuff for me? He said, oh, I'm going to drive. He's like, well, you live in Texas. He went, yeah, but I've, wo- I've looked on a map. Right. And I can go all the way around the top. <laughs> and I can go through. Does he realise how far that is? It's like, is? dude, you do realise there's no roads. This is, this is not a couple of hours down <laughs> to London. Is yeah. it? This is, this is a hell of a way. <laughs> yeah. But you're actually going to be going from Chile? We have a, we have a Formula E race right. in Santiago yeah. on the Saturday. So I'm catching an 11.30 flight Saturday night, which arrives in Minnesota. I will be in Minnesota at 11.30 Sunday morning. Well, I'm going to go on Thursday. Because I'm in Dublin on Wednesday with Stephen Gerrard, doing nice. a, an evening with him. All oh, right. And I'm going to go from Dublin, and I'm excited about that because you do US Customs in Dublin. Yes, so you do. So then you land in a domestic terminal and yes, just walk you through. Yes, So I've got all that. So I'm going to land in... By the way, this was all booked before. I land in Philadelphia and connect. So I can't wait to see what's going on in the airport in Philly. Oh, my Everybody, God, you're going to be on I'm a plane with, with Philly fans. The, yes. So I'm going in with the Philly fans into, into Minneapolis. So I'm going on Thursday... And then I'll meet you on Sunday when you get out there. What I will say, it is fraught with danger traveling into the Super Bowl on the day of the game. I've done it before. But I'll tell you a tale. I went to Arizona a couple of years ago when the Patriots beat the Saw Seahawks. Saw you at the airport. You did. So I came from 
uh, New England that morning. So I flew in from London on to a New Saturday England. night to New England. Yeah. Slept in the airport hotel. Yeah. And then got the, the, the red eye early morning flight over to uh, Arizona, which was about three and a half, four hours. Right. So all of my plane is full of Patriots. We've all got tickets to the Super Bowl. So it's a great atmosphere. Brilliant. They've all got the shirts on. It was all going really well until the pilot came on and went, we have a problem. And of course, you, there's silence on board because they've all got to get to the game. I'm commentating on it. The airport in Arizona was full. There was nowhere to put this particular plane. The guy was honest. He didn't, you know, flannel it. So guess where we landed, which was bizarre. I was thinking, what's going to go on here? We landed in Roswell. You know where all the aliens are? No way. So we landed in New Mexico on this, like, and it, it, it's as you imagine it. Nothing round it at all. So I'm thinking, this is where the aliens were. So, so How long did it take you to get to? Right, so I'm sat on this plane in Roswell, and the time's ticking by. There are literally fights breaking out on this plane. They want to get to the captain. So we've, had, we, we've took fuel on board there. We've messed about. We eventually landed probably two hours before kickoff. And when we got there, the guy went, we're down, but now there's nowhere to put it. Oh, all the parking spaces. Me. So we're sat on the plane, and nobody can get off. No. So they're going With tickets. With tickets. Two hours to kick off. I'm supposed to be commentating in an hour, so I've got to get there and commentate. So I'm on the phone saying, look, I'm, I'm sat on the plane. I can't get off. There's nowhere to park up. And we don't see anybody leaving. There's no reason to leave because they're all here for the Super Bowl. In the end, they found us somewhere, and these people were literally running through. It's like chariots of fire going through the airport. But we got there by the skin of our teeth. I think I got to the stadium 30 minutes before kickoff, and I'd left London the night before. Oh, it took me man. nearly 24 hours to get those bizarre so it is a little bit dangerous well, sometimes. A couple of Super Bowls, I did that hit TV show Splash the night before. So I've, I've flown into... Not in those shorts. I, in my, I, you travelled in those shorts. I wore shorts. the same shorts. Good for deep vein thrombosis, <laughs> by the way, though. <laughs> yeah. So I flew into Atlanta, then on to, uh, where was it? Uh, New Orleans for the 49ers... Raven Super Bowl. In fact, just going back to those shorts and the deep vein thrombosis, I think when you wore them, I could actually see your deep vein from time to time, depending <laughs> yeah. on what angle. Actually it was on. the way the light bounced off the water. That's what it was. Uh, so I arrived, uh, yeah, with I arrived in New Orleans with three hours to spare. Right. And then prior to that, I did New York, arrived on the same morning. Yeah, with a friend of mine who was going through a heavy divorce, who literally emptied the business class cabin of whiskey, which was hilarious. Well, while his wife was emptying the bank account back <laughs> home, <laughs> whilst whilst he, I said to him, I said, "Look, this is the key yeah. to long haul: glass of red wine, yes, sleeping pill, yes, bosh bosh, away you go." Mm. He's like, "Listen, I've never experienced business travel before. I'm going to enjoy it." I'm like, "Well, have your glass of wine have and your don't dinner. wake me up. Don't wake me up. Have your sleeping pill. Get some kip." Because we're going to go straight through. He didn't have any sleep. Drank a lot of whiskey, lots of gin and tonic, oh. and a sleeping pill. Oh. And when he got, when he got off off his seat to go to the overhead locker, he hadn't closed his bag. So because of the heavy landing that we suffered, all his stuff literally came out of the overhead <laughs> luggage compartment, drowned him in underwear, socks, trousers, shirts. It was cold in New York, so he had all his thermals all over the place. I said, listen, 
I'm going to go and get us a spot at customs. You sort yourself out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no problem. I'll go ahead. Yeah. So, just, just when we get there, even if you can stand next to me, just don't, just don't, don't talk. let people know that we're together. Yeah, don't yeah. even speak because those customs boys are lethal. Yeah, they are. If you get them on the wrong side, you are done for. Yes. But yes. I, I think I'll be all right. I Good. Think Miami to Minnesota is, uh, is a decent flight. It's four hours, but it's going to be cold. So I, my problem is packing economically. Because Chile's 86 degrees. Chile's not chilly, yet Minnesota is. Minnesota's freezing. So I've got to pack thermals right. and a proper duffel coat. Yes. I, might, I might go with some Liam Gallagher Parker action. Go for it. You know I like I mean? that. With a cravat. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. So pick six, my question to yep. you, Darren. Uh, what number Super Bowl will this be for you? And what's been your favourite so far? Because you've been to a few, yeah, right? This is, this is the eighth in a row. Nice. Me. Yeah. And I never, ever dreamt that I'd get to one. And I think the one that will never leave me is the first one. I went to Super Bowl 45 in Dallas. I got there late. Was that pre or post Jumbotron? That was the, that was in the new stadium. That was the big one. Nice. Yeah. And and the thing that struck me, I'd never been before. So you always remember the first, always remember your first time. <laughs> so you always remember the first You're time. romantic. So I, I opened the, I, I actually got put in the main media hotel as well, bizarrely, which we don't often do. And I opened my window that morning and I looked straight out and directly in front of me, was the Texas School Book Depository, where Oswald had shot Kennedy. No way! And I thought, not only am I at the Super Bowl, every time I wake up while I'm here, I see one of the most historic buildings in the world straight away. And that that was that was kind of, wow, this is the Super Bowl. And Did, I went, was, was there like a white square around the window, which, which points out which window was, allegedly uh, Lee Harvey Oswald no, was in? No, not at all. There's no... No big arrow no, pointing the, to no, the window. The, they don't even leave it open with the gun butt <laughs> sticking out. None of that. No, but it was there. And I, and I went down and so I'd seen this. Now, I got in the lift to go down for breakfast and I was in the lift alone with Michael Vick. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm at the Super Bowl. I've got, I've got the Texas School Book Depository and I'm, I'm muttering nonsense to Michael Vick in a lift. That and is- it was... So that was the one. The, I was also in New Orleans when the lights went off. I've never been at a sporting event ever where the lights have gone off. So that was crazy. I'll never forget that. I couldn't see half of that game because Shaquille O'Neal was sat two rows in front of me. He's oh, got was the he? biggest head you've ever seen. His feet are massive too. Have you seen his shoes at the sports game? How that guy can get a bobble hat or a baseball cap yeah. to fit him is beyond me. He has got a noggin. Yes. But the best one I did was the Butler interception in Arizona. I don't think I'll ever see a finish to a sporting event like that. I so screamed like a girl. I, well, I did, and I was on the radio. No <laughs> idea. <laughs> so so that, that's it. So that would be that would be it. It's the eighth one. Can't wait. Everyone's special. Um, it's going to be well. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to drop a few names because whilst you were in the commentary Love booth that. during during that uh, Super Bowl epic Super Bowl moment, yeah, the the Malcolm Butler interception against the Seahawks, I watched that game with Britney Spears, John Travolta, Queen Latifah. Steve from Aerosmith. Oh, Steve Tyler. Tyler, yeah. Yeah. And Dwight Clark. Did you? The, the recipient of the catch. Yes. Wow, one yeah, of the that, great Do you know what was weird, though? Is it was stereotypical American celebrities. No one was eating the uh, deep-fried cheese sandwiches. Crazy. And no one was tucking into the free bar. So I got involved. You're telling me that Steve and Tyler from Aerosmith... Didn't drink. Didn't, what? Queen Latifah didn't have a drink. No, Britney Spears bothered, didn't have a drink. I'm not bothered, no, I'm not bothered about those two. Yeah, Steve In my Tyler. mind, right, I've always said... Darren, when you walk into a box and Steve Tyler's there, the first thing you think is, oh my gosh, this is going to be a yes! session. We are getting involved. I've always said, if I could have a night out with Steve and Tyler and Keith Richards, I'd die a happy man. Didn't drink. Now you're telling me that Tyler's not drinking. He didn't drink, but John Travolta asked me for a selfie. 
Did he? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Big right? family fortune. Back before. Well, you now know that at Christmas he was playing. <laughs> yeah. The box. He was playing the game. Yeah. He was playing it. Yeah, good. Is uh, he still married to Olivia Newton-John, or is that just from a film? No, that, that's a film, Dan. Is it? Right. That's from Greece. Okay. Yeah, they weren't really a couple. Okay. But I think my favourite Super Bowl has got to be the first one. The first one's always special. And my brother and I were 10, 12 rows above the end zone where James Harrison ended up after he intercepted Kurt Warner. Yes. In Tampa Bay Stadium. That was a hell of a, hell of a run back there. Oh, my God. He was... Ga- he, he stayed, lay on the floor, because it was just right on halftime for about 10 minutes. They couldn't wow. get him up. He was done. So you've sent me a message this week on WhatsApp that said we've got to find a party for Sunday. So we yeah. know you're going to get there Sunday, so we're going to be trying to do something Sunday night. What's your best Super Bowl night so far? Because you, oh. you like a bash when you get there. Yeah, well, I've always said, and I always will say, that Super Bowl week is the best sporting event yes. that you'll ever experience as Agreed. a sports fan. Because the whole city, this year obviously uh, Minnesota, the whole city put on free events. There are private events where you can see the likes of Puff Daddy, uh, Snoop Dogg, all the big hip-hop R&B stars, all the pop stars are there, Taylor Swift, Justin Timberlake will do something probably with Pepsi because he's a Pepsi halftime show yep. performer. But I think one party that stands out for me would be having chicken wings in Phoenix at uh, Alice Cooper's restaurant with a lot of... Seahawks and Patriots fans. The atmosphere was phenomenal. Was and that, that was a free event. Yes. And he actually turned up, Alice Cooper. Did he? Yeah, he's a big football fan. He turned up. So he was doing the rounds. They're playing Alice Cooper songs in the background. He's telling stories. We interviewed that. him that day. Told us stories about Jim Morrison and John Lennon. What more could you ask for? Not, not a lot, really. With chicken wings that look like chicken legs. Like that. Well, I went to, after the Super Bowl in San Francisco, which was Super Bowl 50. Yep. Crossy and me were there, and he said, listen, I don't know whether you're interested, he said, but I've been invited to this, we've been invited to a party after the game. He said, it won't be much, he said, but we know we'll be able to get some food and a drink, it's difficult to get a good restaurant, isn't it, after? Yeah. He said, if you fancy it, it's on the way back, it's in San Jose, we were staying in Oakland, and the game was in Santa Clara. So, we're going through San Jose to get there, he said, why don't we just drop in, we'll have a look, if it's no good, we can eat and leave. So, we get there, and there's only us really there when we get there, so myself, Rocky Boyman, Crossy, and Greg are in this outdoor courtyard and there's a small bar in there too so Rocky nips off for the loo and when he comes back he says Lady Gaga's in there really? just sat on a settee with a couple of mates having a drink so there's there's that us four really? yeah there's us four and Lady Gaga and two other people in this bar and the people's anyway people gradually start to arrive so there was a supermodel from Victoria's Secret she turned up of course, Crossy recognised her straight away. Simon. Straight away. I said, I said, what's her name? He went, WWW. I know that's not it. It's <laughs> not the right one. So, so she turned up. I can't remember what her name was. But then not long after that, Bruno Mars arrived. So now we're there with Lady Gaga. Seriously. Uh, who got the invite? Greg Brady, right? No, no idea how. He knows this bloke. He said, come in. We're on the list when we get there. He turns up. And then a little bit after that, um, Coldplay rocking. So there's only, oh about, my God. there's only about 100 people at this party. And including Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, who went round and introduced himself to me. Hi, I'm Bruno, I'm Bruno. He went round to see everybody, Bruno Mars. Chris Martin was there eating dairy milk chocolate with the rest of the band. And then to top it all off, um, Jay-Z and Beyonce roll in. Oh, you're kidding me. Seriously. And it transpires it with a half-time show party put on by the record company. And Greg's mate worked for them. Ah, oh, right. So we spent about an hour there, two hours there. <laughs> and Lady Gaga was banjoed. 
No, yeah, she, she was gone. No, she just sat there on this curb. Good for her. Drunk. Chris Martin had got his family there. Beyonce, I had to ask her, excuse me, at the bar to get in. She got a lovely red dress on. Excuse me, can I get in there? What a moment. I know. And then this was the bizarre thing. Everybody was out there mingling. And then in the corner with this big heavy behind the red velvet rope sat in a chair was Jay-Z. So his missus is at the bar Getting having drinks. a great night. And he sat behind a red velvet rope. And we, when, when we left, there's paparazzi everywhere because we got there early, you see. Oh, funny. So it was like, why were we in there? That's was, hilarious. Mad. Mad. But the, the party Super Bowl week are what make Super Bowl week special, you know, because everyone flies into town, don't yeah. they? Every, everyone who's like, the majority of Hollywood fly to the host Super yes. Bowl city and they all get there and they all yeah. watch the game. All the players are there. Now, there's one thing that I will be looking out for this Super Bowl is the fact that the Patriots are playing and Mark Wahlberg is a huge Patriots fan. He is, fan. he is. No. As is John Bon Jovi, by the way. Yeah, he is. Now, let's not forget, Mark Wahlberg used the wonderful excuse that his son was poorly. He had a little bit of an upset tummy. That's why he left at halftime last year. Is that right? Yeah. That's I... what he said. He said, I, I left at halftime because my son had an upset stomach, so I didn't get to see the second half of that epic Super Bowl where the Patriots smashed the Falcons in the second half. Third, in will... the fourth quarter. <clears throat> but also remember this. There's another link. Mark Wahlberg. I take it you've seen the film Invincible. Yes, of course. About Vince Papali. Yeah, yeah. Who played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Off the, Mark Wahlberg was the, played Vince Papali. There you go. So Mark Wahlberg, Patriots fan, played a An famous Eagle. Philadelphia Eagle in a, in, a, in a film. Yeah. There you go. What's next? Well, I hope he brings his funky bunch. <laughs> right. Uh, next up, it's very, very simple. Uh, me to you, Fletch. Who is this year's James White? Oh, dear. Uh... Can I start this off? Yeah. I'm going to go with a guy who propped up my fantasy football team, <clears throat> Nelson Aguilar. Oh, I was going to do him. Oh, were you? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. So we agree. No, we agree. We agree. We, we agree. agree. I think he could be, yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be uh, under the radar. I think he plays that slot position really, really well. Alshon Jeffrey is a monster. Hmm. You know, they've got a great tight end and two great running backs. And I think Aguilar will be the guy that makes a difference. I wonder whether James White might actually be this year's James White. Whether he might, because he's had a, an okay season, but Dion Lewis has been the main back. I think Rex they're going to go with, with Lewis more often. Do Although, you think? Fumbleitis, but Bill Belichick doesn't year. like Fumbleitis. We said that last year. We said he'd go with Dion Lewis last year. But he, he might. James White might actually be this year's James White, bizarrely. Mm. But we'll have to wait. And I see. think I think it'll be someone like what's the big receiver number fifteen for the Pats? Hogan, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, yeah. I think Chris Hogan will do something special because he's a big physical receiver. But again, though, you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the thing with James White last year was we didn't see it coming. Exactly. If Hogan has 150 yards and two You'd touchdowns, like, yeah, he's yeah, like fine. Yeah. That, that's why Aguilar maybe that that's one where you look at. You yeah. know, is it is it Rex Burkhead's turn? Does Gillisley get a start and all of a sudden get three short yardage touchdowns? Mm. These are the kind of people you're looking for. Isn't it amazing? All those names that you mentioned, you wouldn't say that any one of those was a star in the no. NFL. And anybody could have had him. Yeah. Just that, that Belichick that, gets them. It's amazing. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he makes them great players. Every single name you've mentioned there, you wouldn't pick in your fantasy team. No. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No. On the subject, one man you would pick is Jay Ajayi. Question five in pick six is, is he going to be a factor in the Super Bowl? I think that partnership will be a massive factor. Yeah. I think Jay Ajayi, Jay Ajayi will run the rock on a regular basis, 
But if you've got someone as big as LeGarrett Blunt, who knows the New England Patriots, won a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots, who knows that team so well, I think we will see LeGarrett Blunt run harder than he has all season. I say no factor. JHI, really? no factor. I think Belichick is famous for taking something away. And he took Leonard Fournette away from Jacksonville in, in the, the AFC half. Championship game. And I think he'll say, look, Nick Foles has played great in the playoffs. But if Philadelphia are going to win this Super Bowl, Nick Foles is going to win it for them. Yeah. And I think he takes Ajayi, he takes Blunt, he takes the third down back, and he says, right, okay, Nick Foles, let's have a look if you're for real. And I think he puts it all on him to win the Super Bowl. So I think he takes that running game away. But I think we've talked about the talent that the Eagles have. I think they, they've they enabled Nick Foles yeah. to perform well in that offense. I agree. And I think that if you... Say to Nick Foles, all right, Nick, how mature are you under pressure now? Because that's what it's about. It's yes. about whether the the occasion is too big for Nick Foles. Because Nick Foles is a backup quarterback playing against Tom Brady. You think, though, Vern, if you're Belichick here, you spent big free agent dollars on Stefan Gilmore yeah. to play quarterback opposite Malcolm Butler, who's one of the best in the game. If you're Belichick, and they just said to him at the start of the year, you can be in Super Bowl 52... You can take away the Philadelphia running game and their backup quarterback has to get the better of Stefan Gilmore and Malcolm Butler. Will you take will you take it? You take that. He'll go, sure. yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I just uh, I think that's and, what and that takes us beautifully, seamlessly back to why we think Aguilar will have a decent game. Mm. Because you only mentioned two cornerbacks. Yeah. The safeties, there's going to be a lot of pressure on yeah, those on those are. two safeties. And it's going to be a really, really interesting tactical game. And I think I just think, I really, really want Tom Brady to win another one. I really want to see him dancing to hip-hop with six rings because he's a bad dancer. And yeah. I think that video is a real highlight of the end of the NFL year. But there's just something about the Eagles that is getting at me that says, you've got to go Eagles. Which brings you to question number six. Yeah. Can you remember it? I can't believe you said that about JJ, though, because we've got a signed football in front of us, signed by him. And Jay, you've got to work on your autograph, my friend. Yes. That, that says... It doesn't say JJ. No, it doesn't. Uh, All right, well, last question in pick six, Mm. Darren. And we agreed to disagree. (laughs) No, we just disagreed. All right. (laughs) In rehearsals. (laughs) Rehearsals. Do you think we rehearsed this thing? (laughs) Jesus. Come on. Uh, Is this going to be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl? Yes. I said no way. Yes. I I think yes, because... Do you think... Let me ask you this. Go on. Because you're the man in the know. You're you're very statistically driven. You know every player in the NFL... Do you think that Robert Kraft would let Bill Belichick go into a season without the stud, the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, knowing that he's just given the San Francisco 49ers a peg up by letting Jimmy Garoppolo go to that team? Well, ordinarily no, but I think there's no smoke without fire. And if you read the stories that a lot of journalists have been writing in the US regarding that three-way relationship in New England that maybe one or two cracks are starting to appear... Maybe Belichick's done it as a point of principle, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe Belichick knows that he's coming towards the end of what he wants to do there. And maybe he doesn't want to leave anything behind that where his legacy can be tainted by somebody else coming in and winning numerous Super Bowls with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what the, the ins and outs are, but there are a certain amount of conspiracy theories as to why it's happened as it has. I just look at this, this a little bit more basic. I think that Brady can't keep doing it. It's impossible. 
what he's done this year is beyond anybody's wildest dreams. A 40-year-old quarterback in a Super Bowl is astonishing. I just look at the AFC and I think we've got hungry young teams on the rise. Jacksonville are a team that, in terms of talent, should be here to stay. They're probably a quarterback away from being really, Real big, really big hitters mm. in, in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills in his own division are becoming a better team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger's not going anywhere for now. They're getting better. I think Gruden's going to have a big effect on the Oakland Raiders. I look at Deshaun Watson in Houston. Hard-hitting defence, quarterback. I just think the AFC in general is getting stronger. And the Eagles and are in the Super Bowl without yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah, he can't keep doing it. And yeah. I, I just think that I'm glad he's got back again. Chance to get six. Logic just tells me that he can't keep doing it. So I'm just kind of playing the percentages. Mm. And I'm going to say no. But if I was having a bet on the AFC, which I will do before the, a pass is thrown next year, I'll be back in New England. Yeah. But I just don't... You know, teams like Kansas City... What does Pat Mahomes do for them that Alex Smith can't? If Pat Mahomes becomes a quarterback who can win the big game and doesn't freeze in the playoffs, they've got everything else to mm. be a Super Bowl team in the AFC. I just think that the, the talent maybe starts to catch up with New England in general. They've got decisions to make. And I, I just think this might be it for Tom. I think he might win it, but I don't think we'll see him in another one. And if not, I'm glad to be there. Well, I hope he retires after he's signed a jersey for me. Yeah. That would be nice. Well, we, when we're there, we've got to go and find the hotel and try and make that happen, surely. Monday morning, Patriots Can Hotel. Can we be fanboys? Hello? <laughs> Thomas! Yeah, yeah. Thomas Brady! Delivery for Thomas. Come out here now. Hello? Vernon from Bolton is here. All right, two-minute yeah. warning. Are you ready, guys? Yes. That's the two-minute warning. It's the big one. Yeah. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Well, I think we should take a minute each on this. Go on, then. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to go with Philadelphia for the simple reason that I think if they can replicate the way they played against the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC Championship game, for me, that performance was enough to beat the New England Patriots. So, I like the weapons on offence. I think they've got a massive edge on defence. And I think if you broke this down in terms of personnel, you would say that Philadelphia has the better offensive line. It has the better overall defence. It has the better running game in terms of personnel. Good wide receivers. The big intangible is can Nick Foles play in a Super Bowl? I think Doug Peterson is sensible enough to put a game plan together to ensure that happens. And I think the Philly defence gives Brady a problem. And I just think they're five and a half point underdogs. I've just got a feeling Philadelphia go in there and win it. I'm going to go with Philly. And I didn't even think they could win a playoff game. It's a good story, the underdog, because they've been the underdog in the whole playoff run. Interesting thing about the Eagles is... If they win the Super Bowl against Brady and the Patriots and Belichick and that dynasty, blah de blah blah what will happen to Nick Foles? Will he move on to another team that needs wow. a quarterback? There are a lot of teams out there that need a quarterback, so we, we will see. It's going to be an interesting off-season if the Eagles are successful. I can't bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. My, my heart and my... Again, in rehearsals, you I know. Philly, ah, but you see? I know. I did say Philadelphia for the exact same reasons that you've just beautifully told us, the reasons why you think the Eagles are going to win. But I can't go against Tom, Brady and Bill Belichick because of everything that's happened in the past. I think when it comes to the crunch, they know how to win. And two on the bounce again for Tom Brady is going to be something special. Well, let's have a little wager then. Dinner on Sunday night. In Minnesota, whoever loses pays. Right, I'll take that. I've got Philly. 
You've got the Patriots. We've just shook on it, but I, just, yeah. I, I suggest that you get some hand sanitizer in there because I've still got a little bit of the lurgy. Oh, have you? I thought you, you don't meant, want it. I thought you were going to say some skin cream because I got those wonderful man's <laughs> hands for all that heavy lifting I do time after time after time. This is kind of the last one for now. Yeah. But we've got plans for the fumble to appear around the draft. Absolutely. We're actually hoping to get out to the draft, aren't we? In yeah. some way, shape or form to do that. We're probably going to have two or three in the lead up to next season, maybe an AFC preview, an NFC preview and a predictions episode. And then we promise you every week, next season, all the way through, the fumble will be here. In sickness and in health. In sickness and in health. And I'd just like to personally thank everybody for all the support they've given us year one. It's been great fun to do. We want to build it and make it bigger. We hope you're enjoying it. Thanks ever so much for all your positive reviews. We've kind of forgiven those who gave us one star <laughs> for Vernon's illness because you yeah, didn't know. For bronchitis. And we're looking forward to, to getting back to this to do it next season. I hate this time because six months, isn't it, before you it's see a another long game time. after this? It's a long time. And, but what I do like is I like... Um, how sporting American football sporting outlets, news outlets, kind of scrape the barrel yes. for stories. Do you yes. know what I mean? Uh, oh, they're all going to get shopped. They're all going to get done for DUIs and well, all sorts of stuff now. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, thanks very much uh, for listening. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl, whether you're going to yes. watch it at home, whether you're going to go down the pub with the mates, whether you're going to have a big old Super Bowl party. Get involved. Make sure you book Monday morning off. We will be there. Uh, we'll put up some content on the Fumble Twitter feed as well. It's a great, great occasion. Enjoy it. And thank you very much, like Darren said, for taking part. And let me just say as well, if, you're gonna, if you fancy a little wager on the Super Bowl, I was two out of two in the championship games on my little William Hill preview. Oh, yeah. I, have a bunch I of said Darren's Philadelphia Twitter. plus three, Jacksonville plus seven and a half, Patriots, money line bet. I then said, good night. Enjoy the money. And hopefully we're going we're gonna to do that again, aren't we, for the, for the, for the Super Bowl. So I'm going to do this. I've not done this all year. Go on then. The fumble is a shooting shark production. That's Enjoy nice the Super Bowl. Fun. We'll speak to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 